if you want to turn your Bibles, I'll be in Mark chapter 10 today. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for the richness of your word, for how, um, just like your mercies are new every morning, your, uh, your voice is new each time we read your word, and we can read some accounts over and over again and never quit, uh, never, never reach the depth of what you have to teach us. And so, Lord, I pray that you would teach us today as well. Through Christ we pray. Amen. One of everybody's favorite stories in the life of Jesus is found in Mark 10. It's that time when Jesus is teaching the adults and some children want to come to him and the adults say, no, 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 shoo, 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 don't come near. Jesus is an important man. He doesn't have time for you. In fact, in verse uh, 14, it says, when Jesus saw this, he became indignant and said to them, Permit the children to come to me and don't hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. What a beautiful moment, beautiful teaching. And so the question always follows, what exactly does it mean to receive the kingdom as a child? And why can't we receive heaven unless we enter the kingdom as a child. That's one of those big yikes kind of moments. Well, as those questions hang heavily in the air, Mark quickly moves to the next episode. This is no accident on Mark's part, of course. It's a conversation that Jesus has with somebody that we call the rich young ruler. And I think that this next episode purposefully is juxtaposed because it helps us understand what's the opposite of childlike faith. What does childlike faith really look like? Here's a negative example. Mark 10, 17. Um, As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. That's a pretty good start. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not play soccer, do not defend, uh, do not defraud, uh, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept, the soccer one wasn't in there, by the way, that was up to me. Um, All these I have kept since I was a boy. Now, appreciate that this is a very good man. Um, When he says that he's kept the commands, I'm sure that he hasn't kept them perfectly, but Jesus doesn't call him on it. Jesus doesn't say, that's ridiculous. This fellow is probably very religiously observant. I suspect that he did make every effort to keep the law, to worship on Sabbaths, to offer sacrifices regularly, to visit the temple at just the right holidays. And yet Jesus answers verse 21. It says, looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said, one thing you lack, go and sell all your possessions, all you possess and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come 
follow me. Now, we're quick to point out that Jesus is not primarily interested in this man's money. Jesus is not leading some kind of building campaign or, you know, some kind of effort to, you know, build his own prayer tower, um, you know, like so many kind of things. What Jesus really is doing is helping us understand what childlike faith looks like. He's giving a faith challenge. He's saying to this young man, what kind of faith do you have? Is it childlike or is it some others? And the problem with this man was not that his outward obedience was inadequate. The problem was he that he, the problem wasn't that he had a complete lack of faith. The problem was that his faith was just short. It was inadequate. And so one of the sad moments of the Bible, we read next in verse 22, where it says, but at these words, he was saddened and he went away grieving for he was one who owed much property, owned much property. And Jesus looking at him said to his disciples, how hard it will be for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. It's just occurred to me, I've just jumped from an old New International Translation to, to a, um, a more modern uh, New American Standard Translation. Sorry. But anyway, reading this devotionally recently, I was really challenged by this thought that this man's faith was not bad. He wasn't an all-out rebel. He wasn't somebody who was, you know, just kind of thumbing his nose at God. He wasn't some you know, band, bad, bad, band, I'm sorry, boy band loving atheist. He just wasn't childlike. And Jesus said, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. Right here in the rich young ruler, we see a real life example of somebody who doesn't want to enter the kingdom like a child, even though he has some faith it's not a saving faith because it's not childlike. What does it look like to receive the kingdom like a child? I think of my grandsons. Every day, my grandsons completely trust their parents. They must, they have no choice. One is a newborn. The other is um, five years old. That means they have to completely trust their parents for food. They have to absolutely trust their parents for a roof over their head and direction in life and wisdom for making the right decisions for them. In fact, because they're children, they don't think twice about completely trusting their parents for everything they need. What a contrast to the faith of the rich young ruler he trusts in God, but, but he trusts in God in a limited way. It occurred to me, a good picture of his trust in God is kind of like his trust in God is supplemental insurance trust. You know what supplemental insurance is? When people get older, often they have their main insurance, but then there's some things that won't be covered by your main insurance, and so you need a supplemental insurance with supplemental insurance, you don't rely on it primarily. Primarily, you rely on the regular insurance, but, but sometimes the regular insurance is inadequate, and that's when you go to cover the costs from the supplemental. 
And it is great having supplemental insurance when you really need it. But you don't have to depend on it all the time. It's a good backup. It's a just-in-case-we're-desperate insurance. And it occurred to me that's the difference between childlike faith and the rich young ruler's faith. Childlike faith completely relies on the Father. Completely trusts the Father for everything. Rich young ruler faith basically says, I trust myself most of the time, but I need a supplement <laughs> for to get me into heaven. I need a supplement to give me wisdom when I don't have enough wisdom. I need a supplement when I can't rely on myself. God is my supplemental insurance. He's my just-in-case faith. When it comes to wealth, the rich young ruler has said, oh, I'm going to give God my sacrifices. I'm going to give him my tenths. I'm going to make my offerings at the temple. But I'm not going to completely trust him with my finances. If God says, give away everything that I have to the poor and completely trust, I'm not going to do that. You see, God's really good for supplemental insurance, but complete trust. Childlike faith says, God, I will trust you to complete me, to, to, to completely provide. Think about wisdom. You know, how often do you go into a day thinking, oh, I have wisdom for this meeting. I have wisdom for that decision. But it's when you need supplemental wisdom that you go to God and say, oh, God, but I need you for this. Um, think about vacations. You ever go into vacation time feeling desperate for God's blessing, desperate for God's provision, desperate for God's, you know, uh, 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 um, guidance and all of it. No, often we go into our vacations thinking, oh, we can handle the vacations, but it's when we're going through a serious sickness. You know, that's when we need God. See, he's the supplemental insurance for when we can't handle things on our, on our own. And this is why some people I think are insecure about salvation. Um, is there a part of you that really believes that you're going to be saved because you're a good enough person? But grace is kind of God's supplemental insurance because you're not completely good enough, but, but you're mostly good enough. But God's supplemental insurance is what's really going to allow you then to get into heaven as opposed to it's all grace. I can't ever be worthy of salvation. I'm completely dependent on the grace of Jesus Christ. And I obey because I love him. I obey because I want him. I want his presence in my life, moment by moment. Think about companionship. You know, is it easy for you to live pretty much not aware of God's presence moment by moment until you really need him? You know, you can go through the days, you can go through many weeks and you're not thinking about God and the decisions that you're making. You're not thinking about God as you're driving. You're not thinking about God as you go into conversations. You're not thinking about God, about, about God necessarily and his will for your life as you're seeing people around you. But when you get discouraged, oh, I need my, his presence. When you're feeling really guilty, oh, I need his presence. When you're feeling desperate, rejected by others, saddened by something that has happened, it sure is nice to be able to turn to God's presence 
and find his presence there when you can't make it on your own. For a child, mom and, da- mom and dad's presence is everything. Think about a five-year-old who goes to Walmart and doesn't see his parents for five minutes. Five minutes without your parents in Walmart is a terror when you're five years old, when you're four years old. But when you're an adult, not that big of a deal. Childlike faith says, I, I don't want to walk one moment in my life without total awareness of the presence of God, his leadership, his blessing, his protection in my life. So verse 24 says, the disciples were amazed at his word. But Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. How hard it is not to treat God like supplemental insurance. It's so easy to say, God, I'm glad to use you when I feel I need you. It is so hard to say, Lord, I completely trust in you with all my wealth. You've given me abilities, thank you. I completely entrust you with my abilities, with all my time. Not just leaning on you occasionally when I'm desperate for wisdom, but leaning on your wisdom and leadership moment by moment. Any area in your life right now where you feel like you're treating God like supplemental insurance, like what would it look like to live as though he really is God? He really is sovereign. He really is worthy of your complete trust, childlike trust. Heavenly Father, um, help us today to walk with you with that childlike faith that doesn't even, that is so aware in a sense of our dependence on you and our trust in you. It's just, it's just natural to completely trust you and follow you and look to you. And it's just really unnatural and really scary for there to be a moment where we're not aware of your presence with us. Lord, I thank you that you're the kind of God who is, who, who's transcendent and yet imminent, who's closer than a brother. Uh, Lord, help us to live up to that, that grace you've given us through Christ we pray. Amen. Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for all the encouragement that um, y'all send. Um, and, and I really do appreciate that. It's helpful to know. Until next time.